With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon Mm -hmm. because they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, welcome to the program. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go. Monday, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Your opportunity to be part of the program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards the Dan Patrick Show. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. If he's not the best offensive lineman in history, he's on the short list. Anthony Munoz, Bengals Hall of Fame tackle, will join us coming up a little bit later on. Our good buddy Ross Tucker was at the Hall of Fame festivities. Nice. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, and uh, we'll get to your phone calls on best and worst of the weekend. I uh, This time of this, the year, I always love listening to the analysts as they get ready for the NFL season. And they want to tell you who's going to be great and who's not going to be great. There's going to be teams going into the playoffs, teams falling out from the playoffs from last year. But I also like when they use certain words to describe a team, like they're hungry. All right, so that team's hungry. Tell me who isn't hungry. Because if somebody's hungry and you're pointing that out, somebody's not hungry. Man, that team, they are ready to fight you. Okay, so who's not? Whenever we describe, and we run out of ways to describe teams, like the Detroit Lions, hey, they're going to play hard. Okay, who's not? Just let me know. Because if somebody is, that means there's probably somebody who's not playing hard. You know, those Dolphins aren't going to play hard this year. You know, Arizona, man, they would rather be playing video games. Man, this team is going to punch you in the mouth. So somebody else isn't going to do that. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that Browns defense, they'll, they'll get physical with you. They're, they're, they'll punch you in the mouth. They'll, to a man, they'll punch you in the mouth. So who? Oh, to a man. Yeah, to a man. But that, there has to be some defense that's a cakewalk. Yeah. I would love for them to be the other side of this, where you just say, oh, yeah, we're going to be honest. Like, you know, you know why I love this team? They never quit. Well, tell me who does quit. 
Yeah, Paul. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just breaking down the Falcons. They don't even seem to want to be there. And then when they get there, they don't really try that hard. They love to mail it in. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> but the analyst who will give this description, they never realize that, okay, you're saying this about one team, then you probably are going to say something negative about another team. Yeah, Paulie? Or they'll say, like, you know what? The, the, uh, the Colts are just like their city. It's a, it's a hardworking blue-collar city. <laughs> what are the white-collar soft cities? Because if there's blue-collar cities, oh, yeah. there has to be soft cities. The commanders traded for Carson Wentz, and it's obvious the former number 2 overall pick, would be an upgrade over... Taylor Heineke. Uh, The commanders, they need to improve. And you start with your quarterback. He's 29. And you would think at that age, you'd have it all figured out. I don't think that's the case because the head coach of the commanders, Ron Rivera, admitted that Wentz has experienced some accuracy issues throughout camp. Here is uh, Coach Ron Rivera. I think it's a lot better than you're giving him credit for just because of the way things happen in practice. There's a lot of little nuances that we see, that we look at, that we get to we get to review. Yeah, there's some some inaccuracies, but it's 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 nothing that you know we are overly concerned with. Okay, not right now. You imagine if he said, "Man, we're concerned about this." Of course, you're going to downplay this. What if Ron Rivera goes, "What have we done? We, we I, why, why didn't we stay with Taylor Heineke?" So Wentz has a cap hit of just over twenty-eight million dollars next season. He uh, ranks 27th among qualifying quarterbacks in completion percentage last year. So the training camp reports, I don't know if they're easy to ignore, but uh, probably not a great sign for the commanders going into this season. But I'll tell you, they play until the whistle. (laughs) They, you know, they, they embody their head coach. You know, they take on his personality. Yes, Marv. Culture. No, yeah, the culture. A, a, a coach brings a winning culture or something like mm, that. Mm, yeah. So the uh, commanders with uh, Carson Wentz. Man, when you think about how close he was to winning an MVP, if you go back to, what was that, 2016? 2017, his second year in the league, Dan, 11-2 and two as a starter, 33 <sighs> touchdowns in, 11 game, in, in 13 games. 33 touchdowns, seven picks. He was third for MVP. Well, he was going to win it if he stayed healthy. The only reason why he finished third was because he got hurt. Yes, he. I just remember when we had him on set at the Super Bowl after his rookie year, I want to say. Yes. And he he had a great year, and it was just like, wow, look at you. You know, like you did well and all this stuff, and you were like, hey, so how was that or whatever, you know? And you said something about how it was a great year for him, and he went, thank God that's over. I just want to get away from football. <laughs> And it's like, whoa, dude, you just spent a year having, like, your wildest dreams come true, and your reaction to it is, thank God that's over. I got to get the hell out of here for a little while. He wanted to go hunting. Dang, dude. Yeah, he wanted to go hunting. Yeah. You know, at that position, you you always have to give at least the impression that football is the most important thing in your life. And, and you know, there are some quarterbacks that it might be too important to them, but there are certain quarterbacks who are trying to convey that football is the most important thing in their lives. But you you look back on that decision to run the football against the Rams, and he ended up blowing out his knee. Now, he got a Super Bowl ring. He probably doesn't wear that proudly, considering that uh, Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl. But you can look back, and man, he was so close. He was going to win the MVP that, that regular season. Yeah, Paul. 
All right, knowing what you know now, and there's still time left in both of their careers, whose career would you want, Nick Ooh. Foles or Carson Wentz? Nick Foles, he was Super Bowl MVP, I'm right? I'm going to take Nick Foles. You're, for your, the rest of your life, you're a Super Bowl MVP. Yes. You beat Tom Brady. But yeah. then you're also this weird anomaly quarterback who had that monstrous season 2013. Then he went away for a few years and did nothing. Then he has the unbelievable Super Bowl run. Then he's kind of a backup bouncing around again. I would take Nick Foles. Yes. Agree. Yeah, Marv. That's almost like who would you rather be, Randall Cunningham or Doug Williams? Randall Cunningham was nasty, one of my favorite okay. players, okay. but I'm Doug Williams. Bloop, bloop. Always. All right. I like that. That's a tough one, though. Randall Cunningham did some high-end well, stuff. Man, that is, you know, I always want the Super Bowl ring, but Randall Cunningham for a while was the most entertaining thing in sports. Yeah, but Doug Williams, the first African-American quarterback, you won the Super Bowl. He almost got knocked out of that game with a knee injury early in the first quarter against the Broncos. But back then, anybody could have played quarterback and beat the Broncos okay. defense. Sorry, Todd. It was 10 nothing Denver at one point. Let's ride. <laughs> Keep saying that, Todd. Let's ride. 10 nothing between 42-10 very quickly in Super Bowl 22. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Have you been working on your Russell have, Wilson? Actually. Okay, let me hear it. Let's ride. Mile High Faithful, let's ride. And that inspires confidence. Go <laughs> Broncos. I'm ready to lead. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm ready. What do you say, Denver? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Fritzy did one of those tributes to Russell Wilson. The backroom guys go, Fritzy, why don't you send a uh, let's ride to Russell Wilson and the Broncos? So Fritzy did one. Was that Friday that you did it? Yeah, I put on an Elway jersey and like Bronco sweatpants, and we did a whole fun thing in the back there. Let's ride. Let's ride, Bronco fans. Yeah. More likely the Broncos win the division or finish in last place in the division. I'd hate to say more likely last place. Okay. But I, you know, I'm going to hopefully they'll do a lot better than that. This program is brought to you by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. America's heroes need your help. Do good in their honor, donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. T2T.org, letter T, number two, letter T.org. Seton O'Connor, what kind of poll question do we have today? I'm going to throw it over to Paulie. He's got a poll question concept for today. This is a little negative, but, you know, everyone's in a good mood with training camp. Even if your team kind of stinks. Like, I'm a Bears fan. I know it's not going to work out well, but... Hey, when I see that Mooney had seven catches in a workout, I think positive. We each have to fill out the poll question. We have to put one. Blank just isn't going to work out this year. We choose the player, coach, blank, team even, I guess, mm. where there's hope. And it seems like that player is decent. or there's, But you just don't think it's going to work out. We, G- Geno Smith just isn't going to work out. How's that? Okay. Seattle Seahawks. Yes. You don't realize how right you are because uh, Drew Locke's going to throw at least 19 touchdown passes, yeah. so that's why. You better hope right so. On. Yeah, you got to bet. Uh, so, yeah, Seaton, you got one? How about the coordinatorless Patriots? Not going to work out this year. Hmm. I don't think the reason why they don't work out won't be because they haven't named their coordinators. I like how this Mac Jones, that, you know, it feels like the, uh, what do they call him, baby goat up there in uh, New England? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> no, I think they do. No, they don't. Yeah, I think he's called baby goat. Is that is that right, Seton? I don't know. You're, oh, <laughs> are you distancing yourself from the Patriots? <laughs> well, I just said they're going to stink this year. Yeah. 
Fritzy. I really hope you made that up just no, now. No, Google goat. that. Uh, Google if if he's called the baby goat up there in New England. Mac Jones, yeah, Paul. I have the headline if the Patriots lose their first game. Fritzy, uncoordinated. Oh, Patriots lose opener. I like oh, it. Okay. I like okay. it. Blue, blue. All right, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Someone, I do see someone does call him baby goat. Okay. <laughs> is that mutton or is that baby sheep? Yeah. I, baby I, I don't, I, you can't call him baby goat. You can't. Baby goat's not. When do you become big boy goat? That's not. That's not. I, you're never going to be big boy goat. Yeah, not grown in that up, town. Grown up goat. Who was goat boy? Wasn't there a movie? Oh, uh, our buddy from SNL. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer oh, Jim played Brewer. goat boy. Nah. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> always looks hot. Thanks for having me on there. Oh, nah. Thanks for having me on there. <laughs> so bizarre. Goat boy. Would you rather be baby goat or goat boy? Poll question. I'd rather be goat boy. Yes, that's the correct answer. <laughs> 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 Yogurt dipped mini bones are available at danpatrick.com. We got some treats for your puppy or your goat, your baby goat, if you want to feed him. Uh, Yogurt dipped mini bones for your uh, puppy. Uh, Any other poll questions there, Seton? We're going with that one for now, Dan. Okay. So you fill in the blank. Yeah. We could do uh, maybe a future poll question a little later in the show on worse quarterback situations. A couple of doozies. Ooh. Okay. Commanders being one. Okay. Steelers. It's not looking good in Pittsburgh right now. Is Carolina a positive? Carolina, we could add them. Yeah. Yes, Tom. Yeah, that's the whole you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks thing with those guys. You so you got Seattle, you got Carolina, Pittsburgh, um Commanders. Yep. Who else am I leaving out? Suspect quarterback situation. For some reason, I just always want to throw the Bears in there. Yeah. Well. Chronically suspect. Chronically. I I saw a headline where it said Justin Fields is in a good place. I go, is he he still in Chicago? (laughs) (laughs) I love Chicago, but he's in a good place. Oh, he got traded. Where? No, he's in Chicago, but he's in a good place going into his second year. Yes, Marv. The Browns? Um, I guess. I guess we're going to find out how awkward it is or how shaky that quarterback situation is. Yes, Tom. What about the whole Winston, Dalton, Hill, Ian Brooke, that whole combo of Saints? Is that going to work out with Winston? He's very inconsistent. Are you concerned about them? Well, they've named him the starter. I mean, I've, I've seen Jameis Winston play well, but, I mean, Ian Book is – not ready to play. So, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Jeff. I, do, I just don't look at him as a franchise quarterback. I think he's got talent. I think he's a, I think he thinks he's a whole lot better than what he is, or he plays that way. When yeah, I mean, there's, there's one Brett Favre in the history of the game, and he could giveth and he could taketh away. But he was fascinating. I don't want my quarterback to try to emulate Brett Favre because – you know, do you realize that Favre and a, a former coach with the Packers said he got bored 
So we would look for degree of difficulty passes. Could he have taken up a hobby like woodworking <laughs> instead of throwing to the opposition? It would have been better. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you get to the point where you go, man, eh, that guy's wide open. He's open. Double covered. Let's try to squeeze it in there. But, but I, you know, I think Mahomes, he was labeled a sort of a Brett Favre kind of quarterback. Uh, but he, I think he's better at when he takes his chances than Favre. Favre took more chances. I mean, he was unbelievable talent. Fascinating to watch. But he could probably drive you crazy if you were on that coaching staff. All right, phone calls coming up as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. We, uh, I guess we've settled on our poll question. Take a break. We're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, 
Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are many guys in the history of college athletics who won a national championship for a baseball team and a football team in the same year, but Anthony Munoz did, Pro Football Hall of Fame, offensive lineman, 11-time pro bowler. What kind of baseball player were you, Anthony? Um, In my mind or in others? (laughs) (laughs) But you played third base? Well, I played third base through high school. Actually, I started playing, Dan, third base. It's great being with you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. Um, So I started playing third base at the age of seven, and that was my childhood dream. So through Little League, three-year starter in high school, mainly third base, but also pitched. Of course, I went to USC on a football scholarship with the agreement to play baseball. And so I didn't play my freshman year there, but my sophomore year in school was my freshman year playing baseball. Played a little first base, DH, but then I was mainly a relief pitcher once my arm Got into shape. I was a fungo hitter, no longer playing first or batting. But I did pitch a little bit. Uh, I was a relief pitcher at USC. Did you ever face uh, Randy Johnson? I didn't. In fact, uh, Randy, I think, got there like four years after I got there. Um, I left my the year I played was 78, graduated in 80. So uh, Bengals, I was a rookie in 80. So I think Randy Johnson was there a couple years, two, three, four years after I got uh, after I left. It's probably a good thing you didn't face him. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't face him, you know, being, I guess, what was it, 6'10", yeah. about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, I faced some good uh, heat in college, but I don't think I faced anything like his. I, I was wondering about the evolution of the offensive linemen, because we talk about the evolution of wide receivers and quarterbacks, other positions. Yeah. But it, I'm, I'm curious of how you played the style and then running the uh, uh, linemen that are coming into the NFL now. What's the biggest difference with when you played as opposed to what they want a lineman to be now? I think their bank balance, you know, what they have in their checking and their savings, probably the biggest difference. <laughs> 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 no, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because they, there's no question about it, Dan. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're quicker. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just look at them and, you know, they are getting bigger uh, in certain areas. Uh, but, you know, when you look at it, it still boils down to being able to do the basics, you know, run block and pass block, being able to move your feet, use your hands. And just because you're big and strong and fast doesn't necessarily translate into being in the right position, using the right kick, using the right step, using the right place hand, you know, the right hand placement. So it's still you still got to be taught. You still got to go, you know, and Frank Pollock, who's the Bengals line coach, I, I think he has a great tagline. He says, mastering the mundane. And I think as an offensive lineman, you have to have the mentality and the will to do that because you have to really do it over and over and over. And to me, 
That's the difference between a good and a great offensive lineman, lineman is being able to master the technique and, and use it consist, consistently. How would you deal with Aaron Donald? Well, I would. Uh, there would be a word in my vocabulary: a guard. Help! 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 No, <laughs> you know those are those are the top type of guys that uh, you would want to be challenged. And watching him, it boils down to technique. I mean, just because, like I said, you're big and strong and quick and fast. With him, you can throw that out the window. It's going to help you, Dan. But you have to be not that anyone's perfect, but you have to be near to perfect every time you set with your your hands, not leaning, not allowing him to use your weight to, to counter and throw. It's just, it's a matter of really focusing and using the correct technique. And I had one of the best technical coaches ever in Jim McNally, and we worked over and over. So that's how I would deal with it if I had to go against someone like Aaron Donald. What's it like if you've given up a sack and you have to go back to the quarterback either to help him up or you go into the huddle? Do you say anything? You don't. I think looks say everything. Um, you have to be able to wipe it clean. Uh, and one of the things I use, an example, for those who have watched Men in Black, the movie, they have that little gadget that you click and it, your memory's gone. As an offensive <laughs> tackle, you have, to, you have to do that. I mean, you know, you see their boomer laying on the ground or Kenny Anderson, when I, you help them up and you just say to yourself, that cannot happen again. And hopefully it doesn't happen the rest of that game, and hopefully for, you know, for me, I didn't want it to happen the rest of the season. You were in the coldest game ever? <laughs> it was a little chilly. But that was the I, San Diego I, game, and I was there. I was working. I think if you could have said to Dan Fouts and the Chargers, hey, you guys don't have to play. You can go back on the bus, get on the plane, and go back home. You're going to lose, let's say, we're going to say you lost by three points. You played well, but you don't have to play in the game. I honestly thought when they walked onto the field, I thought there was no way that they were going to win that game just with their body language. How much did you guys – because you guys had – didn't you have sleeveless shirts on or you didn't have undershirts on? Nothing like that. Well, we felt we were crazy to play in that game. Might as well come out with no sleeves. <laughs> that was the decision we made as an offensive line. So here's actually with 59 below. This is what I had on. A great T-shirt, shoulder pads, and my jersey. Uh, we knew we had them, Dan. We came out to pregame warm-up, and all the offensive linemen, sleeveless, we looked over to the Chargers sideline. <laughs> there was two guys, pregame warm-up, that had no sleeves. We went in came out for the kick out and we made it a point to browse the sideline and find those two guys and see how, how many layers they put in when they went inside. <laughs> and they had at least two or three layers when they came out. I said, okay. And it's interesting because people ask me after the fact, did you do that to have a psychological edge? Now, come on. I'm a football player, offensive lineman. We're not thinking psychology, but when it was all said and done, <laughs> I think that happened, and, uh, you know, not to mention that Kenny Anderson, without gloves, mind you, played and threw the football unbelievably. I, I want to get him into the Hall of Fame. I think, Amen. Uh, you know, Kenny Anderson, you know, he, he just sort of forgotten. You know, he, you guys didn't beat Montana in the Super Bowl. That would have gone a long way, I think, in getting him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Kenny Riley. Like, there's been a couple of players – with with the uh, the Bengals, but I wonder how that hurt Kenny Anderson 
that he didn't beat Montana that head-to-head Super Bowl in Detroit? You know, you hate to think that that's the difference yeah. because all you have to do is look at his career stats. And and I've been looking at him a lot because I'm one of the biggest advocates. It's gotten to a point where it's really, really frustrating for me because you know, we're at Super Bowl in, in Minnesota several years ago. We're sitting there, and it's Kenny Anderson, Roger Staubach, and myself, and we're in a conversation. All of a sudden, Staubach stops, and he goes, by the way, why in the heck aren't you in the Hall of Fame talking to Kenny Anderson? A lot of guys that, that believe that. And uh, But, you know – I think there's a lot of people that justify quarterbacks' careers by the rings they have, and, and I'm just not one of those guys. Uh, to me, one of my top five quarterbacks doesn't have a ring, and that's the kid that played down in Miami, uh, Dan Marino. Uh, so hopefully this year we have Kenny Riley and Kenny Anderson as finalists in the seniors category. i tell you what, I'm one of the biggest advocates for both those guys, especially Kenny Anderson. Yeah. But now you look at Kenny Riley, the top eight, all-time interceptors, seven of them. Seven of them are in the Hall of Fame. The number five guy is not in, and that's number 13, the Rattler, Kenny Riley. So, you know, it's getting frustrating, and hopefully this year we get one, maybe two, and uh, soon maybe both. Talking to Anthony Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer. When you see Montana, do you ever talk about the Super Bowls? After I body slam them, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't. And and that, that's the great thing about it. I think you have other guys that talk more about it than the guys you actually lost to. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we have great, you know, great talks. I don't see them a whole lot, but when we see them, it's friendly conversation, word events, and, and it's time just to enjoy. But uh, we really don't talk about, uh, you know, because I don't want to get back into counseling after losing fights. <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, how do you sum up what you've seen from Joe Burrow? I tell you what, I love the guy. I mean, I've had a chance to talk to him, not a lot. Love, look forward to getting to know him even better. But what I see as a leader, and I mean, for a second year guy to be, I mean, the guy's an amazing leader, great talent. But I just love the way I love watching how guys interact now, uh, and the way people interact with them, what they're saying about them. You know, it's real in. To me, he's the real deal. He's the total package. And uh, I just love watching him play because for years they would get behind and you would say, oh, maybe they can come from behind. Now it's like as long as he has the football in his hands, we have a chance. And and not only him, but they've surrounded him with some amazing talent defensively, offensively. Yeah. Uh, so I feel good about the direction this team's going with Joe Burrow at the helm. Uh, I mentioned you went to USC so much for the Pac-12 there, Anthony, with USC going to Big Ten. You're, you're living in Ohio, so they're, they're coming to Big Ten country. You know, mixed feelings with that. For me, I'm excited because now I don't have to go out west all the time to watch a game. And over the years, I've been a guy that's supported, and I go to at least one or two games a year. But, uh, what, 2024, I think, is when they start. Maybe, you know, maybe two games a year they'll be out here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it happened so quickly, Dan, I, I can't say that I was surprised. Because in college, all you have to look at, and it's, uh, you know, it's about the money, NIL. You know, kids are the portal. They're going to where they can get money. And now uh, teams are going to conferences where, you know, they can uh, get the most money. So uh, I think it's competition-wise. I mean, I thought the, the Pac-12 was down a little bit. We had some pretty good teams. But now, you know, I think it's going to be competition. And hopefully it, it, it helps the recruiting for us. Where's your gold jacket? 
Right now it's hanging up in my closet. I just took it out of my carry bag after uh, getting home yesterday from Canton, Ohio. Uh, and it's uh, hanging up in my, my closet. Uh, I actually didn't have to wear it as much as I usually did, just a couple events. So with the heat, usually I have to take it in and get it dry clean because <laughs> I perspire, or I, I should say I sweat a lot. <laughs> but uh, no, I just hung it up and kind of made sure it wasn't too wrinkled in my closet. Put your hands up to the screen. How Are they, are they messed up? Oh my God! Oh my God! Would you say what? nine out of ten? Aren't bad. I mean, you got you got this little guy that's kind of what? what I mean that that's pointing to like Indiana, isn't it? Well, yeah, I don't like giving directions unless I, I misdirect people with that, you know. Hey, just go straight ahead. Wait, wait, you're pointing over. How how did you get that injury? You know, I was at an auction once, and the bid was up to three hundred. I said three hundred. They said no, three hundred, not two fifty. <laughs> you know, Dan. It's over the years. We were. I was a big. You know, from my USC days, we were hands, arms. I mean, extended, punch them, and you know, all those years of punching oh. those defensive ends as they're coming full speed. I'm thankful that there's only one going in the wrong direction. But uh, you know, people ask me. They know that I played a lot of years in the NFL, and they said, "So how'd that happen?" How did you do that? I said, well, you know, I was out back gardening and I uh, got it caught in the root of a plant. <laughs> no, it's just those big guys, man. You get a caught between jerseys, helmets, shoulder pads. And I'm just thankful, like I said, there's Damn. one of the ten that is going in the wrong direction. But could you get that repaired if you wanted to? I could, uh, but it would remain straight. I wouldn't be able to bring it in when I make a fist. I can still make a fist. I can still grab things. I can still grab the club and wait. So, yeah, why mess with it? It makes, you know, we would have never talked about it if it was straight, right? It makes for a great conversation piece. Uh, it's great to talk to you. I tell the story when we were at ESPN, and I used to joke with Anthony. I'd say, man, if I played against you, I would do this. And he had no idea that I was going to do like a swim move around him. And then I did, I did one where he goes, do that again. And then I did it, and you grabbed me in the ribs, and you held me for like 10 seconds, and then you said, don't do that again. And I couldn't (laughs) breathe. I went, okay, all right. Thank you You for reminding me. It's fun. Just like when you asked me about how good a baseball player was, you know, I was like, you know, I enjoyed it, but to to face a Nolan Ryan, you know, Randy Johnson, a Steve Carlton, I think I'll pass on that. Yes. I learned my lesson. Like, man, I could get by you. Then all of a sudden, he's like, do that again. I did But you never held anybody when you played, right? No, no never. never. I, just did that. I just did that to you to just kind of Thank irritate you. you. I never really held anything. Thank you, Anthony. Great to talk to you as always. All right, Dan, good being with you. Great seeing you. That's Take Anthony care. Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer. He uh, went to the Pro Bowl 11 times and a member of the uh, 1978 USC National Champs. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody. 
game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Ross Tucker played the position. Our good buddy here. Let's look at your fingers. Are they deformed at all? No, maybe that's why I wasn't as good as those other guys. <laughs> look, your hands look like a baby. Like they're pristine. My, my hands are fine. I don't have big hands. You're right about that. Well, Dan, to be fair, 
I have a huge head. <laughs> so like I got to go closer <laughs> with my hands to the camera, maybe. Um, but no, in all sincerity, um, I have really short arms. I was not a great puncher, which is important. It's why I was not a great pass protector. So I dislocated my thumb. I remember the first day with the Cowboys, I dislocated this finger and they had to pop it back in. But I don't, I never had it go left turn or right turn. But those guys, there's a lot, there's receivers uh, also seat and there's receivers that have fingers go. Tory Holt has a finger going in a crazy direction. But I don't know that I've ever heard any of those guys actually remove it. I think it ends up being functional in its own way. They get so used to it. They know how to like use the right angle. Like they, they probably can hold a beer can better than like you realize. <laughs> they just put it in between the, uh, they got their own cup holder. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and I'm I, I want this I want you to know this coming from a good place with due respect to you that you played yeah. you played the game. All right, we yeah. we had Anthony Munoz on. Yeah. Make a case might be the greatest offensive lineman in history. So the difference between you playing in the NFL, playing offensive line, and Munoz playing offensive line, but being a first ballot Hall of Famer, like what are the traits that he has had that you didn't, or, you know, what's the separation there with being in the NFL and then going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, so very fair question. And I would say, put Munoz to the side for a second, Dan. The difference between a starter, like I started 25 games and played in 45 over seven years. The difference between that and a guy that starts for over 100 games and plays 50, it's not as much as people think, Dan. It's like... If, if, if a game is 70 snaps, uh, an elite player, a longtime starter, they'll do the right thing. They'll get a plus. They'll, they'll accomplish their mission 68 snaps, whereas a guy like me is maybe 65, 66. It's not as many plays as people realize. And by the way, those two plays might not impact the game at all, but it's not as much of a difference as people think but over time, over the course of the season, that does make a difference. Munoz just had absolutely unbelievable feet. And even being around Tony Baselli this weekend, I was at the hall. I mean, Tony is six, seven and a quarter, 325, had really light on his feet, long arms. But ultimately, all those things just enabled him to do the job better. Because there's guys that don't have those physical characteristics, but are just so good with their technique that it enables them to still be that good of a player. We often look at the defensive player as being angry. But offensive linemen have to play angry, but maybe not show anger. Is that fair to say that? It's a great point, Dan. It's controlled aggression. You know, if you watch like the movies or you see people like, ah, I'm going to kill. Dude, you're going to whiff a bunch. <laughs> like, like you can't. It, it sounds good. To, I'm just going to go murder these guys. Uh, well, they're going to make you miss. You go up against a guy that's shaking you, you know, like uh, a Bosa or Aaron Donald. You can't just go out there and try to demolish guys. You have to have controlled aggression. You have to pick your spots. And honestly, Dan, I never thought blocking people was fun. Even my freshman year in college, I played defense. 
When they moved me to offense, the only thing I thought was fun, and still to this day think is fun, is really trying to put people down. Like really try not injure, but what I what I enjoyed of the game. People ask me this all the time, Dan. I miss the money, whatever. I miss the camaraderie, but I got plenty of friends. I have plenty of beers. Like I'm fine with that. I, Dan, I miss the violence. I, 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 as God is my witness, you can't replicate that anywhere else in life. I miss running into another human being as hard as I can, knocking them over, and just kind of like feeling the life come out of their body and knowing that you just caused them pain. I don't know why that gave me joy, but it did. And I, and I miss that. I miss the joy of physically hurting another human being. And I think it's okay to like admit that. Do you remember a particular pancake or moment where you're like, that's going to leave a mark. That's going to hurt. Well, you know what I remember, Dan, the first play of my high school football career in 10th grade, it was a sweep to the right. I was playing linebacker. I got blindsided and I got the wind knocked out of me. My first play of high school football, I had never gotten the wind knocked out of me before, Dan. I didn't even know what was happening. I thought maybe I was about to die. I, I did not know what was happening. I couldn't breathe. The kid went for like an 80-yard touchdown. And I, what I remember is once I caught my breath and I figured out who did it, <laughs> all I wanted to do the rest of the game was kill that kid. That's all I wanted to do. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I have one. You know, this is an interesting story to tell you in hindsight after what happened to him. But one of the stories I tell is 2003 – I'm starting at right guard for the Buffalo Bills. We're playing the Miami Dolphins. And Junior Seau was so good at knowing what was coming and just being aggressive that it was a run to the right. And, Dan, I pull to the right, and Junior Seau comes and jacks me up in the backfield because he saw what was coming. So he jacks me up, and I'm kind of holding on to him. And our running back, Travis Henry, cuts back the other way. And so Junior disengages from me and goes the other way. I have no idea what possessed me to do this, Dan. Like the only, my natural reaction was, well, I can't hold him anymore. It's going to be a holding penalty. So as he disengaged with the hard part of my hand, I hit Junior in the back of his head as hard as I could, and it was like a sniper shot him. Like he went like that, and he fell down flat on his face, and he got up ran over me. Goes, Tucker, that was BS. What the heck was that? Oh! Why are you laughing? And I was like, dude, you're going to the Hall of Fame. I just totally smoked you in the back of the head. That was hilarious. And he started laughing because that game was on national TV. And I got my buddy said to me after the game, dude, we saw you punch Seau in the back of the head. So that was one of the funny stories where there's a Hall of Fame player that referenced that. Although now it's weird, Dan, with everything going on with CTE and oh, yeah. and what happened with Junior, I, I almost look at that play a little bit differently now. But it's still a funny story just in the fact that he was mad at me. And then when he saw I thought it was – I said, dude, you're in the Hall of Fame someday. I just smoked you in the back of the head. That was amazing. <laughs> He's Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One, color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Who did you meet this weekend that uh, was more interesting or special? Then yeah, you thought. know what's crazy about it? 
I'm sitting there during the speeches, and Dan, I was like, it, it's really a unique thing. Right behind me was Doug Peterson, the Jags' current head coach. Right in front of me was John Robinson, you know, the legendary USC and, and Rams coach. And here's what's crazy. They tell the people before the speech, they confirm who's sitting where, because ESPN, NFL Network, want to put them on TV. So they came over to John Robinson and to Tony's college O-line coach, Mike Barry, and they confirmed their names. So I said to my wife, I'm like, just so you know, we're going to be on TV. So whatever you want to do, like what, whatever that means to you. So I like, I sat up in my chair a little bit, Dan. I like pulled down my polo, you know, like I didn't want to have, I, I wanted to look as tight as possible. I didn't want it to be like all baggy. So I'm like this. Now here's what's crazy on ESPN. My head got cut off because my sister-in-law sent a video. So all you could see is like my – but I could see on the board NFL Network. I got a bunch of NFL Network time, and I didn't know, Dan, whether to keep watching Tony and the speech or to, like, smile at the camera because I knew – it was a very awkward – on because I wanted as much FaceTime for you guys as possible. Sure. But – Everybody else is facing Tony watching the stage, and I'm behind John Robinson like. <laughs> you cheese ball. Uh, so what I was going to say to you, though, right next to me, right, like two, two rows up was Shad Khan. My, I said, I, I said I'm going to go say hi to Shad Khan. My wife's like, tell him I like his mustache. I was like, yeah, he's never heard that one before. That's going to be my opening line to the owner of the Jags. My wife likes your mustache. Robert Kraft was right there. David Tepper. I mean, like, if you like football, you need to go to the Hall of Fame sometime because it's just like NFL players walking around, not only the Hall of Famers, but all the guys that are coming back to support, you know, whoever's getting in, yeah. like me supporting Tony. Yeah. They're just like walking around everywhere. Did I make Vaselli's speech? No, why? I've been where are you kidding me? I've been working on Baselli for four years to get him into the Hall of Fame. You know what? You should have. I had, that's the only reason why Tony even had me there, I think. I didn't play with him. I didn't play for the Jags. I think Tony literally invited me. Now we do some Western One games together. Yeah. He mentioned the local guys. I, I thought where he had me sitting. Because I was close to John Robinson, like when the ESPN guy was going around, like ask, I was like, "I'm I, yeah, I am Ross Tucker." Like, if he meant, like this is Ross Tucker if he mentions me in the speech. Uh, but no, he only mentioned the local guys that I, I guess went to bat with all the time. But yes, Paulie, what, I I'm apt, I'm I'm shocked. I, I'm going to get the transcript before we make a judgment. Reggie Jackson mentioned me in his Hall of Fame speech at Cooperstown. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, well, Tony should have mentioned me before he mentioned you. I, I, I was, I went on every platform I could to say Tony should be in a million times. You know what? By the way, yeah. I've decided after watching Tony, Sterling Sharp should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Sterling Sharp is the wide receiver of Tony Baselli's left tackle of Terrell Davis's running back. All right, you know that phenomenal, but just had a crazy injury that. Didn't allow him to do it for a long time. All right. I like that. We brought up some other names. Um, obviously, Tiki Barber. 
uh, Otis Anderson, um, Ricky Waters, like there's some running back. Roger Craig. Roger you know, Craig. I did this, Dan, I did this on my show on Friday. You know what my big takeaway is? There's a lot of guys that could be in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. they're, like I had people calling up, and they were saying Zach Thomas, Abs- Patrick Willis, I mean, DeMarcus Ware. There's a lot of very – Lester Hayes. The only guy I – and most people, you look at their resume and you're like, yeah, that guy could be a Hall – yeah, that guy's a Hall of Famer. The guy I'm not – so you have to tell me, I, I got three calls on Jim Plunkett. Yeah. You think Jim Plunkett's a Hall of Famer? Well, he never even went to a Pro Bowl. He was never considered one of the five or six best. But he won two Super Bowls. See, that's the problem. It's like Eli. I don't think Eli was a great quarterback. He didn't lead the league in anything but interceptions. So why is he in? If his yeah, name but is, there was a couple years where mm, Eli went to Pro Bowls yeah. and was considered like there was a few years. Yeah, where but, Eli but back was then, the when Jim Plunkett played, you went to the Pro Bowl. You didn't make up an excuse. Therefore, the seventh alternate gets to go to the Pro Bowl. Plunkett, Plunkett is underrated. Yeah, Pauling. I have a wild stat. I just found Eli Manning in his career in the regular season. 117 and 117. He's a 500 quarterback. Jim Plunkett, for his career in the regular season, 72 and 72, 500 quarterback. Isn't that unreal? Yeah. I noticed that. But my point is, Dan, there's a lot. Like Joe Klecko, the guys that really have it rough are the seniors candidates because there's a lot yeah, of there. guys. Well, Joe that Klecko, I think are deserving. Joe Klecko was the best defensive lineman on the sack exchange. Gastineau yes. got all the credit. Joe, you ask any of those offensive linemen, Joe Klecko was a man. I mean, he was a beast there. Um, Zach Thomas, one of the smartest players who's ever played the game. Bingo. Dan, I started at least three games against Zach. He was incredible. He was incredible how instinctive he was, how much he knew what we were running. And you look at his stats. His stats are better than Erlocker. You know what happens? Erlocker, and dude, Erlocker was a great player, but Erlocker became the face of the Bears. And it's Chicago, it's a big market. Yeah. So Erlocker gets in right away. Yeah. He didn't have a better career than Zach Thomas did, but Zach Thomas didn't get, you know, wasn't like the marketing darling that Erlocker was. No, I agree. And it's like Joe Namath. Love him, but Joe, to me, was not a Hall of Fame quarterback. He got more interceptions than touchdowns. Uh, he had one great moment, and it, and it was maybe the biggest moment in NFL history. He played in New York. If he doesn't play, if he plays in Cleveland, he's not in the Hall of Fame. But he played in New York. He won that game. He guaranteed it, and you go into the Hall of Fame. So a lot of it is where you play, not yeah. not necessarily when, as much as where you play, and. I think that that factors in as well. But, you know, it, it's tricky because not everybody can get in. But I do think that there are some glaring omissions, and it feels like every every year we're reminded of that. Hey, I got to run. Uh, it's always great, great to talk to you. Absolutely. See you, Dan. See you guys. That's Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One. Got to go. Gotta go. <laughs> Ross Tucker football podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.